Hello my dudes, my name is Tiffany, welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. Today's video is part two of my series on the Kibbe. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Body types. And as I mentioned in the first video, yes, in this series, we are discussing the Kibbe body typing system specifically, but really I'm using that as a jumping off point to have a larger discussion about other topics. And in both of these two videos, I have collaborated with four lovely ladies. Hi, my name is Maddie Drosnik and I am a 23 year old YouTuber slash filmmaker based out of Brooklyn in New York City. Hi, my name's Haley, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a YouTuber and artist. Oh, and I'm 25. Hey guys, my name is Ash. I make fashion and commentary videos on YouTube. Hi, this is Larissa. I am a Japanese girl who lives in England. I usually make vlogs and occasionally I do make makeup and beauty related videos as well. If you haven't seen the first video, I would recommend you watch it first. But basically in that video, I introduced the Kibbe body typing system. I talked a bit about the founder, David Kibbe. My collaborators shared their first impressions on everything, and then they took quizzes to try to determine their Kibbe body types. The Kibbe body type system is essentially made to help people dress better for their body type. So based on your type, you'll get some recommendations for clothing, hair and makeup, tips that will apparently suit you pretty well. So in this video, we're gonna start off by talking about our body image and what each of us typically wear. And then we each had consultations with a Kibbe interpreter blogger who has determined each of our types using her expertise and has given us style recommendations based on our types. But before I get started, I just want to address some comments that I got on the first video. I got a few people who are fans of the Kibbe system who thought that I was being a bit too negative about it or that I was biased against the Kibbe system. And that really wasn't my intention. The videos are not meant to be pro-Kibbe, but they're also not meant to be anti-Kibbe. However, if you would like to watch some pro-Kibbe content, there are plenty of YouTubers who cover Kibbe and related body type body geometry kinds of videos. There's a lot of content that you can find on Reddit or Pinterest and a lot of other places. And by the way, in my last video, I mentioned Ali Art, Miriam Style, and Lucy as some Kibbe interpreters, but some people thought that I was saying that they're bad or that their content is bad, and I didn't mean that at all. I just named them as a couple of examples of people who have made content related to Kibbe stuff, but when I was talking about Kibbe interpreters, that includes literally anyone who talks about Kibbe on any platform on the internet. And actually, I really like each of their videos about Kibbe. I've learned a lot 
lot from Ali Art and Miriam Style, and Lucy's only made, I think, two videos about the Kibi system, both of which I watched and enjoyed. So anyway, just please know that this series is not meant to hate on the Kibi system or to insult anybody who enjoys it. We're just here to start a discussion, and I hope that you guys let us know your thoughts in the comments. Okay, finally, let's get into it. It's gonna be a long video. First, body image. I asked each of my collaborators to just explain a bit about how they feel about their body or what they think of their body in general terms. What do I think of my body? I'd say I think it's okay. I mean, it does the job. I try not to think about my body too much in like a critical way. I've had a really complicated relationship with my body. I have struggled with my body for, uh, I mean, it feels like as long as I've had a body. <laughs> I was bullied all throughout school for my appearance and my weight and stuff like that sticks with you as you get older. Right now, I'm totally someone who self-describes as being body positive. I got super into body positivity when I was in high school and it's just sort of something that has stuck with me. Let's start with body positivity. It's very popular, especially online right now. Many people see it as a movement of self-love celebrating your body. It's a rejection of diet culture and all of the media that trains us to think that we should hate our bodies. It's a lot of internal work. Like I say that I'm body positive, but it doesn't come easily to me. Like I feel like I wake up every day and like fight to be body positive and I work at it and I'm constantly undoing all the nasty negative shit that I've learned about my body and like just undoing years of self-hatred. So I'm body positive. Um, but it's complicated. I'm really glad that Maddie brought up body positivity because there is so much to say about it and how much the movement has shifted in the online discourse over the years. But I think it's really important to point out that originally body positivity was created by and for people with the most marginalized bodies. And these days, a lot of smaller white women tend to dominate body positive spaces online. And of course, brands are capitalizing on this concept and trying to sell body positivity as a product. I'm editing this right now and just want to make it clear I'm not trying to call out Maddie. I think she's a great figure for body positivity. I just wanted to add some historical context, so that's coming up. But in watching it, it sounds like it's a response to her, but it's not. I'm just trying to include more information. Here we go. I have a few articles featuring Stephanie Yaboa, who is an activist, a writer, a journalist, an author, and she's spoken a lot about the body positivity movement. She wrote this opinion piece, the body positivity movement is not for slim bodies already accepted by society. The body positivity movement has its roots centered within the radical fat acceptance movement, a movement created by predominantly larger fat women of color and disabled women. It originated with the fat acceptance movement of the 60s, which aimed to combat anti-fat discrimination and to celebrate and inspire the validity and acceptance of fat bodies. And here's another article explaining, as body positivity grew in popularity, women of color, women with disabilities, and trans women were pushed from the spotlight by a more conventional beauty ideal. White women with hourglass figures, often no bigger than a size 16, were described as radical role models. Many former followers now feel the movement has been co-opted. Yeboa is one. It has become a buzzword. It has alienated the very people who created it. Yeboa has now embraced a new approach, fat acceptance. 
I've been very interested in all of this discourse around body positivity, and also I've wanted to research more about the history of the fat acceptance movement and fat activism, so I encourage you guys to look into it as well. But anyway, in talking about body positivity, I'm definitely not going to gatekeep who should or could use that term or be part of the movement. But let me be clear, the body positivity movement might not be for everyone, but self-love is. Body confidence is. I think it's important to make those distinctions. And now for a different philosophy, body neutrality, a concept pitched at those who find loving their bodies a step too far and instead seek simply to find peace with them. The body positive movement doesn't put people with disabilities and other marginalized bodies into the foreground. Body neutrality, I think, has the power to be really useful in particular to people with disabilities, especially those with chronic pain or people with diagnoses that are progressive. Those people are pretty frustrated with the demand to love their bodies when they feel betrayed by them. Being neutral could feel like a relief. I might not love every single patch of cellulite and belly roll, but I'm not going to punish myself. I'm definitely striving for body neutrality. I think that it is the most like healthy way for me to view myself, you know, not, not judge myself at all. And just, I'm allowed to exist in all of my forms at any time of the month, at any day of the year. That being said, I don't want to pretend like I don't have days where that's hard or where I don't struggle, but that is the goal, is neutrality. So personally for myself, I think my body image and my confidence has been at its lowest points in the last few years. I really struggled from the time that I became an adult and my body started to change. I started to gain weight in places that I wasn't used to it. I struggled with that and I struggled to accept those changes and adjust to all of that even though it's a very normal thing as we age for our bodies to change. So at this point, I just really want to focus on learning how to take care of myself and how to be kind to myself. But my objective is not to try to force myself to love every part of my body. So I really, really do love the concept of body neutrality and I think that's kind of more of what I am aiming for. Continuing on, we have Larissa who mentioned how living in different countries has affected her self-perception and her body image. So my mindset towards my body changed very positively since I moved to the UK. And I'm originally from Japan and I'm half Japanese and half Russian. So I never really fit in into this Japanese beauty standard. I mean, if you see like Japanese actresses and models, they're very skinny and petite and very like kawaii looking means that kawaii means like pretty. So it's like all this like very pretty, useful looking girls are defined as beauty and don't get me wrong it's not like everybody's looking like that but you will see more often in advertisement and on tv that usually those girls are more represented by the way if you want to hear more from larissa about this she made a whole video about it on her channel so i'd recommend checking it out and then there's me that i'm very tall for japanese and I have wider hip, I have thicker thighs and you know, those used to be my insecurities because I constantly compared myself to my petite friends. 
I found this very interesting because I think usually comparing yourself to other people is going to be negative, but Larissa has seen a more comprehensive range of body types in her experience in the UK compared to her perception of other people in Japan. By now I moved in the UK, I've seen so many diversities, different body types, different heights, different styles, and now I feel like I'm normal, which it sounds strange. It's not like, oh, how I look is normal. It's just having a different body types and different looks are normal. And that makes me feel very comfortable. Yeah, so once I just stopped comparing myself with the beauty standard that society made, I started to accept my body image and, and also the age helped too. The older I get, I just, I just stopped the bothering of like those insecurities. I just started to accept it. I think whichever philosophy you follow, it is a constant process and we always have to keep working on being nice to ourselves, improving our relationship with our own bodies, and continuing to resist those kind of toxic thoughts or ideals. In terms of how I look and feel in it well, that has been changing over the years. It hasn't necessarily been positive all the way through. I have thought about it maybe being a little bit different, but at some point you come to realize that it is what it is and you just have to take care of yourself. It's like a daily thing to wake up and make sure that I'm speaking to myself nicely and that I'm looking in the mirror and hyping myself up and that I'm being gentle with myself and that I'm constantly like analyzing and unlearning the things that I think even subtly. So now that you have a little bit of background on our body image, let's discuss our typical style. How do I typically dress? Just a disclaimer, this is not how I typically dress. Typically I have a headscarf or a cap on, no lip gloss because that's the only form of makeup I wear and no shoulders so i'm usually like fully covered up i really like layers upon layers especially since moving to england because it's really cold i'm always in like bundled up i've always loved baggy clothes pretty much my whole life i vividly remember in middle school i had a pair of bermuda shorts that were too tight and it really just i was like this is just not for me and then I discovered leggings. When I was in middle school, people were like, leggings aren't pants, but I'm wearing them right now and I can tell you, leggings are pants. And I'm very passionate about that. So I love leggings, I love stretchy pants, I love loose pants, I love loose shirts. I love swinging dresses. My favorite thing in winter is a nice swingy loose dress, layers on my legs to keep them warm, big sweater, just, I love, I love layers. I love feeling cozy. So generally my go-tos are a tucked in shirt, high-waisted jeans or shorts, and chunky shoes. I love boots. I specifically love Doc Martens, the vegan ones. I recently got into chunky sneakers for the first time. I'm literally wearing a tucked in shirt and high-waisted shorts right now. By the way, we love the post office. Generally, I think I usually dress very casually, but I'm actually not into like oversized or overly loose clothing, at least when I'm out of the house. Actually, that's untrue. I love a maxi dress, love a skirt, a flowy something, but I just, I wouldn't want to wear like a sweatshirt and sweats. I would choose to wear jeans than wear like yoga pants or sweats, which I know, blasphemy. This is something I've noticed about myself even going back to like middle school when people would wear like pajamas or they'd wear like super like cozy outfits on days where we had testing. I never wanted to do that because I feel like when I wear the 
typical cozy outfits, I just look too messy. It's almost like a messy bun. You know how some people can use a messy bun and it looks like effortless and cute? If my hair is messy, it looks messy messy and not in a great way. I think my favorite item of clothing is probably my black denim jacket, which used to be my mom's. Yeah, and I'll just layer that on top of other stuff like maybe band t-shirts, usually a 21 Pilots t-shirt or a Led Zeppelin t-shirt and jeans, um, high-waisted jeans because I feel like those flatter me more. Shoes-wise, probably boots if it's cold or sneakers if it's not or if it's just like okay, but... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Yeah, I'm usually a sneakers person and yeah, just loads of layers. I barely show any skin and that's pretty much how I would describe my style. I don't necessarily feel like I have a style. I just get dressed because I have to because we don't live in a nudist society yet but I will show pictures just so it makes more sense because I don't really know how to describe it. So how do I typically dress? Okay, I feel like I definitely dress on the sexier side. I love showing off my body. And I feel like a lot of it comes from like years of not liking myself. So now that I, <laughs> now that I do, I'm like, well, shit. It's my time to shine, baby, let's go. For the tops, I usually wear something like this, like where it's open cut, quite tight fitting so that it shows like my body line and that goes the same with my bottom as well i usually wear more like tight skinny jeans so that it shows my like the leg line this is kind of like the clothes i usually go for sometimes it's just about how you carry yourself you know the vibes dare i say i definitely lean into the sex appeal of my body and that part of me just because I feel the most comfortable doing that but I think at the end of the day it's all about like your attitude and how you carry yourself so I feel like anything I wear is kind of sexy even if it's not sexy because of just the way I carry myself you know body parts baby when getting dressed many of us consider specific areas of our body or specific body parts that we either would like to show off or maybe would prefer not to, or even maybe would like to hide. I feel like I know what parts of my body I'm like, oh, it's time to showcase this. And I know what other parts of my body I'm still working towards loving and accepting. So I always usually go for like this kind of tops so I can show my collarbones, which this is like my favorite part of my body. So I like showing this bit. And then I think this is just my theory, but if I wear something like this, I feel like my face is a little bit less roundy and my my neck looks a little bit longer because it has this like space. I have a lot of tattoos, so I definitely like to show those off. Um, I have great boobs. I'm pretty bottom heavy, so I wear a lot of high-waisted stuff to focus on my waist and my hips. I think a lot of the issues I had with my body came from the fact that um, growing up I had really severe eczema, so I had loads of rashes, loads of um, wounds, mostly on my legs a lot of the time in just people picking on me and making fun of me and also the fact that my dark skin I used to get made fun of for that as well and the fact that I didn't have the stereotypical curvy 
black woman's body so I would always think maybe there's something wrong with me or maybe once puberty kicked in but that did nothing. The part of my body that I'm most insecure about is for sure my stomach so I'm still working towards accepting that part of my body so I do try to work in like skirts that are more tight to that area that help sort of like showcase the beauty of my stomach in a way that I am comfortable with. But now I think I've come to like it a lot more and appreciate myself a lot more like there are moments I will pause in in the mirror and be like eh, she's kind of fine she's all right she's okay she's cool so I am rather short I'm about five foot three and I think I have a long torso and short legs and I've always felt weird about that that's why these days I love tucking in my shirts for a little bit of waist emphasis and I love high-waisted bottoms because it makes my legs look a bit longer. If I were to wear like a long shirt or even like a regular length shirt and low rise pants, I would be so uncomfortable. And that throws me back to memories of times that I don't wanna think about. So that brings us into a little discussion about what is flattering. Do I despise long tops with low rise jeans because I don't like the way they look on me? Or because society? You know, we do live in a society. And I wanna say that it's me. I don't like them because I don't like the way they look on me. I don't like the way they make me feel. They don't make me feel confident. But why don't I like them on me? Is society perhaps influencing me to think that way? Why would I dislike myself looking like I have a maybe a too long torso and, and extra short legs? Hmm? Food for thought. Let's talk about dressing for yourself versus dressing for others and the idea of fashion rules. I honestly don't really think about like what's flattering for my body because that's just thinking about how to appeal to people looking at you. I honestly don't look at myself very much during the day. So when I put on makeup, it's for the joy of the action of putting on makeup, maybe a cute picture just to document the work that went in. And when I dress, similarly, it's really just for feeling comfortable, feeling confident, and I think the idea that things are unflattering or flattering is not helpful because it's just prioritizing other people's view of yourself, so. I try to let it go. I feel like whenever I wear something that I feel like makes me look kind of nice, I'm always slightly insecure about it. Like right now I'm thinking, am I showing too much shoulder? Should I like cover up? Should I maybe not have worn this top? Why do I even own this top? I don't know why that is, but it's normally a thing that goes through my head. So then normally I just wear stuff that won't really draw attention to me. The amount of time it has taken me to like put on an item of clothing and not think something in my head like, oh, you can't wear that, you're not thin enough. Like it's taken years for me to like disconnect clothing from body types and just accept that like I can wear whatever I want and everybody's a sexy body. <laughs> like I could go on, but there are no rules to what I can or cannot wear. Um, even if my brain is like, you can't wear this, I'm like, we're gonna knock that shit down and you're gonna wear it and you're gonna feel good about it and we're gonna get there. And it might take a long time, but we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> okay, so back to the idea of what is flattering. The whole point of using a body typing system like the Kibbe system is to figure out your type so that you can figure out what types of clothes are flattering on you, okay? It would be ridiculous for me to make this series and not acknowledge the actual purpose of why people would want to use this. If dressing for what is considered flattering by other people or society is not your thing, that is fine. I get that. But also a lot of people are searching for help and they want 
want advice and they want to understand a little bit about their body shape and maybe why some things might look better on them or why some things don't look quite right on them in their opinion. And let's be honest, some people very much care about what other people think and how other people perceive the way that they dress. So therefore, some people, such as many of you probably, who are familiar with the Kibbe system, like these systems and find these tips very helpful. So now let's get into the results from our consultation so that then we can get into all the style recommendations and see what the hullabaloo is. Am I 80 years old? Why did I just say hullabaloo? So anyway, I worked with Rebecca Beshrevez from the Cozy Rebecca blog to do our consultations and hopefully have her figure out our body types because it is so hard to be objective and take that quiz as we saw in part one of this series. I wanted to see how she would type each of us. Plus, of course, she's a lot more knowledgeable about the system and she has an eye for these certain features. So I'm sure her assessment is a lot more accurate than those of us who have no idea what was going on. I did not reveal this in part one of the video, but when I took the quiz a few months ago, I got soft classic, which I thought seemed pretty accurate, and Rebecca said that that is indeed my type. Soft classic, baby, whatever that means. Okay, so I got the results back from Rebecca, and my body type is dramatic classic, which I'm very surprised about because my initial guess of my body type I thought I was theatrical romantic and this was based on watching YouTube videos and reading blogs. And after taking the quiz, my results was soft natural. So from before taking the quiz to after taking the quiz and the results I got from Rebecca, it was very different. So I was a bit surprised. I got my results back. Drum roll please, my results. Here you go, Haley. based on your photos and your video, I'd say, oh, she watched my videos. That's so cute. Um, you're a soft gamine, like me. Twins, love that. But you're quite close to being a theatrical romantic. I don't really understand theatrical. What's theatrical romantic? I don't really understand that. But I did theater growing up, so <laughs> the word theatrical just, just rings true to me. In the consult document, Rebecca has classified me as a natural body type. So I'd class myself as like soft natural, like borderline there, but this is the pro saying I'm in the natural body type. I got my consultation document back from Rebecca and she said that I am a theatrical romantic body type. That's what I thought. I thought that I was going to be in the romantic category. I wasn't sure like what kind of romantic, but let's go through this a little. Let's see the breakdown, see look why exactly I am theatrical romantic. And finally, we can get into the characteristics of each of our types. Natural, Ash. Your body is made of beveled angles and has a wide bone structure. You're probably of average height or slightly tall. You gain muscle easily, and if you work out a lot, your muscles add to your broadness and can be quite defined. Saying that my body type is characterized with loads of wide straight lines, um, especially in the bone structure and facial features, which I think is somewhat accurate, although it may be different in someone else's eyes because I mostly see this as a rounded kind of chubby, fleshy face. But Okay, so based on the consultation from Rebecca, the characteristics for my body type, dramatic classic is characterized by having mostly blended answers. So it says my body type are neither sharp nor very soft, very balanced in between the two extremes with some added sharp features. So yeah, um, <laughs> again, it's really hard to tell if that's like 100% true or something like that because again, I don't know what is well balanced or 
like i don't know what is based on if that makes sense like i don't know what the average body type or what balanced body type should look like i'm gonna read a little bit about soft classic your body is quite evenly proportioned however you have some added softness probably in your flesh or facial features you look to be of average height or a bit short yes if you work out a lot your muscles may be softly defined However, your body still looks quite balanced. When you gain weight, your body tends to become rounder and quite soft. I think it sounds pretty accurate. When I was my most thin and most muscular was when I did cross country in high school, even though I was one of the slowest people on my team. I had the most muscle I had had in my life, but even at that point, I didn't look ripped. I had a little bit of definition, but I was still generally soft. There was one part of my document that called me feminine and sophisticated, elegant, which are truly things I would never say about myself. I feel like I'm the exact opposite of sophisticated or elegant. Haley, soft gamine. You have a mixture of structured and soft answers across your bone structure, flesh, facial bones, and facial features. However, you have some added softness. The theatrical romantic body type is characterized by having mostly soft answers and rounded shapes. However, it also has a bit of added slenderness or sharpness, which is what separates it from the romantic body type. Since you have a very rounded body type, muscle that you gain from working out will probably be softly defined and weight you gain will likely collect at your softest areas, which seems correct. And now we move on to style recommendations. So part of the Kibbe system is about body proportions and your lines and all that jazz, but it's also about essence. So a lot of the style recommendations consider that. And here's a disclaimer from Rebecca's blog. She says, the Kibbe system is meant to help you find clothing, hairstyles, and makeup that suit you better, and it isn't meant to override your style. You could still have a goth style and dress to your Kibbe type, or you could dress in a very feminine way or masculine way and dress to your body type. According to the concept wardrobe, the theatrical romantic is a combination of a delicately radiant physicality combined with a powerfully magnetic essence. Next up, we've got the styling keys, silhouette and fabric. According to this, the silhouette that I should wear should be soft and rounded with a sharply defined waistline and tapering at the wrists and hems. You can also add a hint of sharpness in your silhouette. Fabrics are gonna be the best when they're lightweight and drapeable as heavy and stiff fabrics can obscure your bone structure. Soft textures and sheer fabrics are also quite lovely on you. As far as details go, the detailing on my clothing is best when they're intricate or delicate. Things such as lace, gathers, draping, or soft pleats will look great on you. You can go really intricate and ornate with details such as buttons, collars, and trims. Prints and patterns are pretty much the same. They look best if they're intricate and ornate and if they have rounded shapes. Florals are great, but you can also go with other prints and patterns that have a rounded outline. According to the concept wardrobe, the soft gamine has a playful and spirited essence. You can get away with mixing and matching different silhouettes and fabrics, but there are some guidelines that you can follow that always look good. For visual examples, I have a soft gamine Pinterest board. I f***ing love Pinterest, so we're definitely going to check that out. I'm not, like, joking with you right now. I definitely pinned both of these outfits in like 2015. Here are the soft gamine recommendations for Haley. I love soft gamine clothes. I think they're very fun. The silhouette should be fitted feminine and small. You have some high necklines, waist emphasis, a mix of stiff and soft fabrics. Color blocking is really great for gamines. So you want two or more colors going on. And on a soft gamine, you want some small and slightly feminine details. Buttons, gathers, ruffles, pleats, and belts. Naturals have a fresh and open spirit. 
in terms of silhouette and fabrics they've said that that um loose unstructured and baggy clothing looks the best on me which is great because i already do that and I am not looking to wear tight-fitting clothing anytime soon. <laughs> it says to go for clothes with an overall geometric shape with a bit of softness. Oh, with a bit of softness around the edges. So I'm assuming this is to contrast the earlier mentioned sharp and wide features, which makes sense. So it also suggests fabrics that maintain a shape, which also makes sense because I feel like clothing that is like moderately structured in that way makes me feel more comfortable like it says like wearing scarves and long cardigans would compliment me but i feel like every time i wear scarves i just look like i'm choking to death i don't know if that's because i tie them wrong like is there a stylish way to tie them that's better than what i've been doing before i'm not sure and then we have my recommendations for soft classic apparently soft classics have a refined and gracious essence I found it very interesting to compare Larissa and I because we're both in the classic family, but we are also opposite types of classics. So I'm a soft classic, she is a dramatic classic. Dramatic classics have a coolly sophisticated essence. Both of us are often recommended balance, symmetry, simplicity. What I really liked about this, she said that less is more new and i totally agree so i do try to wear more like very minimalistic very simple but for me soft details for larissa more angular or geometric details this says that solid colors are best for both of us especially neutrals but for me lighter colors are recommended and for a dramatic classic darker colors are recommended and this is kind of where essence comes in <laughs> so if you're a soft type Apparently you want a little bit of softness in everything, in color, fabric, patterns, and if you're dramatic, you want drama, baby. Angles, a little bit more contrast. For silhouettes and fabric, it says I will look great on v-neck and turtleneck, which <laughs> I measured before. I have a thing with turtlenecks, I don't think it will look good on me. Again, I feel like I have short neck, so if I wear turtlenecks, it would, I look like I'm like suffocating, like, mm, no. <laughs> That's why I always wear something like very open cut. So it has more like spaced and I think it looks nice on me. I feel like I'm starting to understand, but I'm also like, am I just drinking the Kool-Aid? <laughs> if I am, fill it up, baby. It's that point in the video where I just say baby to everything. You know, it's just nice to know what kind of prints and what kind of details and like clothes and fabrics would looks good on me. So yeah, I really had fun. <laughs> Next, Rebecca's consultation also includes recommendations for hair and makeup. Hair and makeup. When it comes to hair, styles that are rounded, soft, full, and have some waves or curls will look best on you. Makeup looks best on you when it's blended and has a bit of sparkle or shimmer. For evening looks, you can add a lot of sparkle and shimmer if you'd like. Highlighter and lip gloss are great ways to achieve this. For a soft classic. For makeup, soft colors, well blended with a slight touch of sparkle or shimmer on the eyes. Hair should be soft and symmetrical with a smooth outline. Messy styles will look too messy. I'm smoothing my hair, excuse me. For hair, it says to avoid pixie cuts or boyishly short or cropped hair, among other hairstyles. Which is so funny because I actually used to want a pixie cut. If any of you have followed me since like my freshman year in high school, I used to say all the time, it was on my goal list to get a pixie cut someday. And then as the years went on, I realized 
I don't think I really want a pixie cut. That's like a lot. And to this day, I love a good bob, but I think a full-blown pixie just would not suit me. It'd be too much of my whole face. Nothing against my face. I think I have a nice face, but it would be too much. Also, no, don't, you don't have to agree with me and I'm not trying to be self-deprecating. I'm just saying, just because the Kibbe test told me not to, that's not my reason. I already decided I no longer desire a pixie cut, but pixie cuts apparently are really great for gametes. So hello, Haley, you're doing it right. Hair and makeup. Yes, tell me what to do with my hair. Give me styling tips. <laughs> Generally, soft gametes look better with medium length or short hair. I mean, Soft gametes look great with soft, tousled hair with some slight layering. For color, go with something distinct. Unnatural colors can look great on soft gametes. And then for a dramatic classic, hair looks best when it's slightly angular, sculpted, and sleek. As for color, go for something rich. And again, avoid hair that's too short or wild, messy, ornate. You know, we're classics, we're very classic. A natural's hair looks best when it's loose, free, and tousled. A wild or natural look will suit any natural well, as will layering. As for color, go with a realistic color. And then they said curls, kinks, and waves with a lot of volume look best for people in the natural body type, which there isn't a lot of volume going on with my teeny weeny afro at the moment, but hopefully in a few years I will be able to pull that one off. Although for most of the year, I normally have braids, which are long and straight. So that's probably not been doing my face any favors since I'm supposed to be contrasting the sharp and wide straight lines of my bone structure. Am I getting the hang of this or am I just chatting complete rubbish? I do not know. I keep thinking of alternate ways to describe these types, but it's like, oh, dramatic. Be dramatic. Classic, be classic. Natural, just be natural, right? I'm like, are the types too descriptive? or potentially too simple. I don't know, I'm losing it. I saw my friend Brie Kish in this example and she was in her Merida outfit and her hair just looks beautiful. So now we have our style recommendations, but what if they don't match our personality? Or what if they don't match what we like to wear? That was honestly my biggest beef when I first discovered the Kiwi system and saw the recommendations. I was like, okay, great, these might look good on my body type, but like, this is not the type of clothing that I like to wear. So what do I do about that? I think where it starts to lose me is just with some of the suggestions. I don't understand like why my body would determine whether or not like floral patterns would look good on me. Lace, gathers, draping, soft pleats, buttons, collars, none of that is accurate to what I actually wear. The soft, delicateness that this is describing is sort of, the opposite of how I feel that I am. In a lot of ways, my personality influences the way that I dress more than my body does, which I think is true for a lot of people. Like, could you imagine me in like a floral getup with like nice curly hair and a fucking picnic basket? Like, you'd be like, what's the costume? <laughs> and I wanna remind you again of Rebecca's disclaimer on her blog saying that these are guidelines, but that they shouldn't override your personal style or your taste. And there are ways to incorporate these elements while also sticking to what you actually like. The thing about classic style to me, at least when I was looking at these like Pinterest boards, was that it, it seems quite simple and maybe a little bit boring, okay? It doesn't really match my personality. But then I thought about it and like, I'm the middle child. I'm a Libra and classic style is all about being in the middle. It's all about balance. And I was like, wait, maybe this is right. And also soft classic, I am very soft, physically and emotionally. 
Maybe it's just a funny coincidence, but I don't know, it's kind of seeming accurate now. It's growing on me. But yes, again, my, my first initial complaint was seeing all these Pinterest boards and it made it seem like, oh, if you're this type, you must wear this style. Only this style of clothing looks good on you in terms of like actual aesthetics rather than again, lines or shapes or tailoring. But that isn't true. You don't have to stick to a specific style. There's just like no limit to what I can or cannot dress. And I understand that this isn't meant to be like limiting necessarily, but as someone who has struggled in the past with body image, I can see how like the toxic side of my brain when it comes to my body image could take something like this and be like, this is Bible. <laughs> like you can't wear anything else. I feel bad because Rebecca was so nice and I feel like I've kind of been ducking on the KB system this entire time. But let me be clear here in saying that I understand how this could be useful for other people. I found a channel called Alyssa and she's made quite a few Kibbe related videos, but she also talks about style and fashion more generally. She talks about different aesthetics. And specifically, I liked her video about rock and roll chic clothing for classics. Just because you're a classic doesn't mean you have to dress preppy, prim, or proper. And I liked that video because she helped to explain how you can dress for your type in terms of like lines, shapes, and colors, but also how you can add different elements and still dress for your personal style. Okay, so final thoughts. Final thoughts. The positives uh, about this. It reminded me that I have Betty Davis eyes. I was right. Now for the negatives. I don't like that it was created by a man. Therefore, inherently, like it is inescapably to prioritize the male gaze in how I dress. On top of the fact that I think that that's crap to prioritize the male gaze or to prioritize other people's enjoyment of your body over your own enjoyment of the clothing that you wear and the makeup that you wear and your autonomy. Other than that, I'm a lesbian. And I could give less of a rip what David Kibbe thinks I should be wearing. I don't give a rip what he thinks. I'm <laughs> trying not to make noise. <laughs> she's laughing at me. And she's the only person that I care that thinks that I'm attractive. And she's seen me at my crustiest. Yes, not as inclusive as we might be led to believe. 13 body types. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? No, there are billions of people in the world. And I think it's ridiculous to think that everyone could feel included in this. I'm, I'm losing the, I'm losing the plot. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that it works under the guise of inclusion, but it doesn't actually do any work to include fat bodies. What she said. <laughs> the descriptions, like, like why? Like in all of my results, like why? Like why do I have to wear that? Like for what, for why? Because it didn't really seem to be like, this fabric will feel comfortable to you. This cut will feel comfortable to you. It was like, this will make you more beautiful, which is totally about how other people perceive you. Yes. So in conclusion, I think I will stick to uh, quizzes more along the lines of which Twilight character are you based on? Which snack food you enjoy? Because that's just more relevant to my life. Um, but I enjoyed being right, and I enjoyed being reminded that I have Betty Davis eyes. Is this like a BuzzFeed quiz? Oh, what, what clothes should you wear based on what you ate for breakfast this morning? And then you get results, and you're like, oh, these are cool results, but you're not like, oh, this is serious? Like, it's for sure fun 
to be like, oh, what am I? What's the quiz result gonna be? And then to have someone give you clothing recommendations, I like completely understand the appeal. But I feel like for me personally, at the end of this all, I could not, I guess, partake in the Kibbe system as more than just a, oh, this is fun and I'm taking it with 4,000 grains of salt. Overall, I would say I am pleased with the assessment. I think the assessment is a good representation of, like, I can see it fitting into how I look and how I see myself. It's not, as I was saying before, like the other body type systems that people are more accustomed to, at least I'm more accustomed to, which are always suggesting that you cinch in the waist or wear something that's like flared or whatever to create the illusion of a certain body type instead of just working with the body type that is already like the canvas you already have, which I feel like is how people should be working anyway in anything. Overall, I think the Kiwi system is probably what more people, like I wish more people knew about it because even as I was watching YouTube videos I could find online about it, it seemed like the women in the videos really were confident and dressed really elegantly, you know, how their style was and I could see actual uniqueness within it, if that makes sense, and individuality, so yeah. I guess 9 out of 10, the, for me, the key base system, 9 out of 10, the one point being knocked off just because I don't like the fact that it was made by a man, but... For the QB type system, I think is very quite informative and I also appreciate that there was a YouTube video that was um, dedicated to a specific body type. So it's nice to have a different inspiration, different ideas and um, a little bit of guidance. But then I also want to mention that at the end of the day, you should wear whatever you feel confident in. So yeah, I feel like I'm a bit contradicting myself on or what I said before, but it's nice to have the guidance, you know, to to have that kind of basic information or extra information about you. But then I would say don't take it 100% seriously. So if you think you want to wear like sparkly clothes, then you should go for sparkly clothes. Like no one should or nothing should stop you. I just don't carry the belief system that there are right or wrong things to wear based on what your body looks like. Dressing yourself as a curvy person, as a big person, is difficult for a lot of reasons. And understanding what your body looks like is only part of the problem. Like I said, I've struggled with my body my entire life and I feel like I've worked really hard to get to the place that I'm at now where I do feel comfortable wearing items of clothing that maybe I wouldn't typically wear. Like going to the beach in a two-piece bathing suit. Like that sounds so small, but I wore one pieces my entire life because I was like, I'm just not comfortable. And now I show up to the beach wearing whatever I want and I'm not concerned about what my stomach looks like. In fact, I feel fucking good about it. We should all be working towards getting to a place with our bodies where there are no rules to what we can or cannot wear and you just sort of get to celebrate your body in whatever clothes make you feel good. And for me, that is absolutely not florals and lace. <laughs> I like all the descriptions of the bodies and I do appreciate the style tips. I think they're cute, they're fun, but I just, I wouldn't recommend really taking this super seriously. You know what your style is. You know what it is when you put that item of clothing on and you look in the mirror and you feel fucking good. You should wear that. 
whether or not your Kibbe system body type says that you should. You've heard me voice my criticism, so I'm not gonna repeat those, but overall, I would say I had some fun with this. I think it's interesting. Again, as with any other quiz or like personality assessment or whatever that I've taken, I do take it with a grain of salt and I never let it determine how I'm going to live my life or like who I'm gonna be friends with or what type of clothes I'll wear. But I have considered doing a sort of challenge next time I can go shopping in store safely, trying out some different clothes that maybe I wouldn't usually go for, but that apparently suit a soft classic and see how I feel, see if I like it. Do I feel comfortable? Do I feel cozy? Do I feel me? Do I look cute? Do I think that it helps my lines or my essence? I don't know, sure, we'll look into it. I used to dress in very funky stuff, like I loved weird shit, I loved weird patterns, still do. But I have noticed in the last few years, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've wanted to dress a little bit more maturely. I'm into like business casual. Maybe that's because I am a YouTuber and I don't have a job that requires me to wear any particular type of clothing. So I can see how I could potentially incorporate soft classic elements into that sort of style. But then again, I don't know. Anyway, that is all. I really hope you guys enjoyed this series and please check out each of my collaborators channels. We have Ash, Haley, Maddie and Larissa. I thank them so much for taking the time to do these videos with me and I've been really happy to see their subscriber counts go up from this series so please continue to go check out their channels, watch their videos, support them. They are great. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Makes two videos over 40 minutes long. Am I finally done talking? And again, of course, if you have any thoughts on the Kibi system or if you want to share your type or any other stuff that you want to throw in the comments, do it, it feeds my engagement, and I love reading your stuff. All right, I'm getting loopy, thanks for watching. Okay, thanks, bye.